Pickens. George Allen knows right away, that's hard. And he's there! By heavens, the little fella's battled his way! Ten metres through the beat of the Western Suburb! Goes inside the ten and the five. Oh! Somebody stop him! He'll run out of the stadium! It's Gearin. Oh, he's taken on the ball! It's a try! And it's a magnificent one! You're going to like this guy. He's all right. He's a good fella. He's one of us. Yeah, he's more than a good fella. He's uh, he's a great fella. And uh, this is our our, our segment where we, we, we chase down and track down the good fellas of the past. And we, we turn back time and, and walk down memory lane. This bloke I used to be really good mates with, and I still am, but I haven't seen him for about 18 years, right? We used to work together when he played over in London Broncos, and uh, we formed uh, it was quite a, a close-knit uh, club over there. He's a premiership-winning centre and foundation player for the Melbourne Storm. He was only a teenager when he joined Melbourne Storm, I think, 19 or maybe 20. That was in 1998. His name is Tony Martin, and he joins us on higher ground. Tozza, how are you, my friend? It's been too long, mate. We need to uh, catch up more regularly. Oh, it's crazy the way things turn out, isn't it? And look, a lot of those boys from from London days, and uh, I was really close with it with a few of them. Um, but you sort of move on, don't you, in a different directions? But you know, if you ever do bump into each other down the track, wherever it might be, even if it is more than a decade, um, the beer will taste just as good. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Like you said, we were a very close knit group over there. Uh, very few Aussies amongst a lot of Englishmen. Uh, we enjoyed our time. Uh, my wife thinks very highly of you. Why she was your PA yes. at the London Broncos there for a, a couple of years. So, uh, so yeah, mate, we, we had a great time over there. Very special memories. We're actually trying to organise a, a London Old Boys reunion this year, but uh, obviously due to COVID, that's that's been cancelled. But it's it's certainly on the agenda. I actually ran into. Peter Gill and a couple of old oh, London yes. old boys uh, a few weeks ago. So, yeah. so yeah, always nice to bump into people. Uh, tough to get down to New South Wales and, and see you at the moment, obviously, with what's going on. But, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll catch up at some stage. Yeah, well, give my regards, won't you, to Mel. She's, uh, she's been carrying you for about two decades now. <laughs> right, uh, Toz. <laughs> sure she's a good one, mate. She's a good one. Uh, let's talk about your, your, your first season at Melbourne Storm. Now, this must have been quite mm-hmm. incredible for you. You were... Were you eighteen or nineteen? So, in nineteen ninety eight, the club, yeah. yeah, the club was first uh, first born. Really, um, yeah. a number of players yeah. came across from um, the Western Reds, like Robbie Kearns, etc. Uh, Maddie Geyer. Yeah. I'll be talking to Kearnsy yeah. later on, actually uh, tonight. So, tell him uh, good night. I will. Yeah. I will for sure. How did it come about? Um, a young teenager from um, Queensland country heading all the way to Melbourne Storm. Yeah, well, my story was a funny one. Um, I actually went to London when I was 17. So I was on scholarship with the Brisbane Broncos uh, when Super League started in, was starting for 1996. Uh, the London Broncos were owned by three three guys who also owned the Brisbane Broncos. So they asked for some young kids to go across. The, uh, the Marantas, right? The Marantas. Yeah, Barry, yeah, Barry, Barry Maranta and Porky Morgan. Yes. And, uh, it was one other. I can't remember who it was now. Um, but yeah, so I went to London when I was 17, played two years, uh, played first grade at 17 over there, and um, had come off contract, had actually re-signed to go back, and then had some issues with a visa uh, to try and get back into the UK for, for 1998. So at the time, the London Broncos, our coach was Tony Curry. Um, yes. He'd obviously played under Chris Anderson at the Bulldogs. 
so he, he sort of made a phone call and said, mate, I've got this young kid. He's played first grade for the last couple of years over here. Yeah. Uh, are you still looking for players at Melbourne? He said, yeah, absolutely. So, wow. um, so yeah, so he got in touch with the manager. By the time I sort of found out that I couldn't go back to London, uh, sort of had the offer to, to either go to Melbourne or go to Brisbane. Brisbane, obviously, I'd been on scholarship with Brisbane, so they sort of expected me to go to there. Mm. Um, yeah, and had a decision to make on, on where I wanted to go. And, I mean, it was as simple as I'd played first grade in England for two years. I couldn't see a pathway at Brisbane. They were, you know, at the time, they were star-studded. Uh, you know, they, they, they had a bloke called Steve Renoff there, too, in the centres <laughs> at the time. <laughs> they had some good players. Uh, and plenty of good young kids as well, you know, so like around my age. So it was like, well, I'm not going to get a go there. Mm. And my thinking was, at the time at Melbourne, there was going to be 25 first-grade rugby league players in the whole state. Yeah. You know, so my thinking was, well, 17 have to play every week. If they get three or four injuries, then I'm half a chance of, of getting to play in the NRL. So wow. that was that was my idea behind things. Uh, and, and it eventuated pretty quick, yeah. I think I, I got to debut in about round seven or round eight uh, and then didn't get sort of dropped after that for the for the three years I was there. So, yeah, wow. mate, it were three, three magnificent years. It was, it was amazing to be a part of the club when it first started. You know, just the, some of the things that we went through. And, uh, yeah, it was fantastic memories. It's always, it's always nice to go back every year with the, the old boys' reunions and, and chat about those sort of initial years because uh, it was a club that was built on very strong foundations and, and one that, you know, still lives by those foundations now, which is, is always nice to go back and, and see that they really uh, respect the, the past and respect how, mm. how the club was started and the hard work that, that it took to, to get it up, you know, from blokes like John Rebo and Chris Johns and Chris Anderson. Uh, you know, it was it was pretty amazing. So uh, yeah. it's certainly nice to sit back and, and watch the club continue to succeed now. Well, what a unique pathway. Who would have thought the mm. Foundation Club Melbourne Storm <laughs> would be recruiting... A young Queenslander, all the way, all the way from London, and that from team London. you were playing yeah. with London over there. So Tony Ray would have been yeah. playing. I reckon Mark Carroll would have I been was... playing. I reckon Terry Madison would have been playing. Peter Gill. I played with, yeah. So I played with Bob Terry Madison. I played with. I live with Sniffer, Tony Ray. Oh jeez. Uh, well, how'd that go? He was play... Yeah. It was, well, <laughs> it was. It was. It was awkward um, at one stage because the second year he was still playing and mm. he'd been appointed as CEO the next year. That's right. So I remember one day Kelly Egan, who was at the time was at the Cowboys, yes, um, rang the house to talk to me about going to the Cowboys for 1998. And of course, Sniffer and Kel had played together at North Sydney. And he was on the other line, was rang. he? So when Kelly rang, my <laughs> Sniffer answered the phone. So he just thought he'd rang to talk to him. So he's chatting away, chatting away. And after about 10 minutes, he says, oh, by the way, oh. I'm actually ringing to talk to Tony Martin. Is he there? <laughs> <laughs> so then Sniffer just sat there the whole time and listened to everything. So oh, God. that was a bit awkward. But, yeah, uh, well, we but, will. Yeah, no, Bud Carroll came after me. Uh, yeah. Peter Gill was there. Uh, yeah. Kevy Langer. So, yeah, some, some big names. Oh, I reckon there were. Yeah, and uh, mm. Sniffer, Tony Ray, he, he's uh, actually the, the godfather of, of my first child, of Matilda, too. But I, I haven't spoken to really? him. Yes, he is. I haven't spoken to him for a while. So yeah. I stayed there, didn't I? And I was there for about a decade. Uh, you and yeah, Mel, you and yeah. you and Mel left me stranded, and I was uh, I continued over there. Yeah. Back to Melbourne Storm, mate. So you played with some yep. wonderful players in that foundation team. Uh, Glenn yeah. Lazarus, yeah. Uh, he was captain, yeah. wasn't he? Brett Camorley, who does a lot of work for yep. us here at SEN. Uh, Scotty Hill, yeah, Matty Guyer, Robbie yeah. Ross, Marcus uh, Bai. So we're a Nickow. Uh, Matty yeah. Rusty Bowd, wow. Rusty from, from yes. London. <laughs> wow, <laughs> some fun memories and some. 
scary memories. But yeah. Yeah, mate, we, we were a club pretty much thrown together. We had the guys from the Western Reds. We had the guys from the Hunter Mariners. Yeah. Uh, we had Lazo and Robbie Ross were at the Broncos. Tarwater came from Cronulla. Rusty and I came across from London. Uh, ben Rory came down from Canterbury Reserve grade. Craig Smith came down from Canterbury Reserve grade. I think Marcus Byer was at the Charge, Gold Coast Chargers. So, yeah, yeah. mate, we were a team thrown together, um, predicted to come last, obviously, because they just went, like, you absolutely no chance. Mm. Um, and we, we made the semis that year, and, and we got knocked out by the Broncos, who ended up winning the comp, um, you know, and had a, had a really good year. So mm. um, it was, you know, we were... We were sort of built and built around the hard work of Canterbury. Chris Anderson brought yes. the hard work of Canterbury, and the the you know Chris Johns and John Revo brought the family side of things from the Broncos. So their ethic was always uh, you know happy wife, happy life. So keep all the girls happy off the field, and the boys can turn up and work really hard at training, knowing that the girls are okay. So especially being away from from families, a, a huge. Huge job from, at the time, our football manager, Mick Moore, who again had come down with mm. his wife, Trace, and, and their three kids. Uh, he was the football manager, and, and mate, he was the glue that held everything together. He was the one that found everyone's house and you know schools mm. for the kids and, and kept everyone happy. And, and unfortunately, Mick passed away um, first game of the year uh, in 2000. It was about two weeks after Mel and I got married. Mm. Uh, we went to Auckland, played Auckland. in New Zealand, and, yeah. and, and he... Yeah, he Unfortunately, passed away, and you know that was that was really awful. So it made made that last year that I was there uh, a really tough year because you know at mm. the end of the day, football was put into perspective. It was it was much more important to look after sort of Trace and, and the kids mm. and and things like that. But it really showed how close the family, how close the club was um, to look after them and still look after them. Now, well, Mark, he's one of the, he's one of the assistant coaches. Uh, sorry, that's Mark Brentnell. Mm. Um, one of the kids, one of one of Mick and Trace's kids, is, is down there. Meg's, I think she works at the club, and, oh, good, and you know yeah. they still uh, still look after her. So yeah, it's a, well, it's those a very those um, those foundation but... blocks, you know, that the family are mm-hmm. very much still there, and and Canterbury uh, with yep. Chris Anderson was known as the the family club, and I think a lot of that is still yep. is still there, and and Craig Bellamy is reaping the rewards of that. You wouldn't have played under Craig. He arrived, I think, the year um, that you left, but you. Couple, couple of years after, but you, yeah. you were going—you mm-hmm. you were going great guns. What, what's a bit unique about you, Toz? I'm talking to Tony Martin, by the way, mm-hmm. Melbourne Storm Foundation <laughs> player. Um, what's unique about you, though? Uh, we see a lot of players at the end of their NRL career; they go over and play in the UK and earn a bit of extra coin um, in the twilight yeah. years. But but you went still as yeah. a very very young man, maybe 22 <laughs> years of age or or 23. How did that come about? Yeah. Uh, well, again, it was it was Tony Ray. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was. I was having a great time at Melbourne, really, really enjoyed it. I mean, this is the life of rugby league and the business side of it, I guess. And I was, yeah, quite young and naive to it. At the end of the day, I loved it. My time in Melbourne, loved the club. The club loved me, and, and I thought I was there forever. Um, and then contract negotiations came, negotiations came up, and, mm. you know, it's the first time I'd ever really been through it um, at any sort of level. And, and, you know, clubs obviously play the game, and, uh, you know, it just happened that one day I particularly went home uh, from training in a, in a bit of a bad mood about what they were what they were trying to do and the games they were trying to play, and uh, and took a phone call from from Tony Ray in London. Just he was just ringing as a mate. Hey, how you going? How's yeah. things? Looks like you're going great on the field. Blah blah blah. At the time, he was the CEO of the Broncos, and I said, Oh, mate, I just had a rough day. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, so what's happened? Oh, I'm going through negotiations. 
oh well, Richard Branson's actually just come on board at London, yeah. giving us a truckload of money, mate. Would you would you consider coming back? Well, I didn't see and any. I, said, oh, I, was, I was the marketing manager. <laughs> I didn't I didn't see any of Branson's money. Thanks for telling uh, me. <laughs> mate, I, I saw you out on plenty of uh, club lunches. Yes, yeah. right. They were good days. Uh, yeah, they were good days. Yeah, they were good days. So, and that's mate, and that's how that's how quickly it turned. Yeah. Literally from that, he rang the manager, and a week later they. They offered me a contract that, that I couldn't mm. refuse. And, and you were great and over there. You were great over there. You really had a, yeah. a, a wonderful fuse. And then you moved on to the yeah. Warriors and you were in now. So it's another club, yeah. another another new setup. So you've been <laughs> to, to Melbourne from Queensland, then to London, <laughs> then back to Melbourne, uh, to London, and then back to yeah. Auckland. Auckland, yeah. Jeez, yeah. it would have been hard to put down roots. Well, it was hard. Yeah, it was I, the the how I got to go to Auckland. I was actually I don't know if you remember. I was on a goal kicking streak in London at one stage to yes. break um, the world record. The world record at the time was thirty two. Actually, I saw someone just broke it over there the other day. It's now thirty six. At the time it was thirty two, and I was up to twenty nine. Yeah. And the Warriors were having real issues. They didn't have a goal kicker. They were going great guns on the field. Didn't have a goal kicker. Who was coaching there? Ivan was out. he? Uh, no, no, Daniel Anderson. Daniel, Daniel yeah, yeah, Anderson okay. was yeah, the yeah, coach yeah. when I originally went. Um, so yeah, so I signed as a as a goal kicker. Went over. Daniel got the sack after about half a season. That I was there. Uh, Tony Kent took over, and then and then right. I've ended up the coach there for the last year or two that I was there. So mm. um, so yeah, so that was I like, four years in Auckland. Um, I was the last coach, and and then I left Auckland uh, because Tana was born. Our son was born when we were in Auckland. Uh, and mate, it was just too much travelling. I was away every second week yeah. for three or four four days at a time, and you know it was just really hard. So I rang my manager and said, "Can you get me a club either in Sydney or in the north of England, somewhere I don't have to be travelling all the time?" So, yeah. um, you know, so that, that's how I ended up to go back to England a third time uh, and went back to Wakefield. So yeah, ended up mm. having a couple of years at Wakefield, a couple of years at the Crusaders, and then a, a year at Hull. It was like so, a uh, magnet yeah. for you, the UK. It was like a <laughs> magnet for you. But you were always studying, yeah. Toz, weren't you? You were always studying through yeah. your career and readiness for life after yep. football. These days, what yeah. you financial planner, are you? Yeah, financial planner. So, yeah, studied stockbroking and Bachelor of Business and then ended up doing financial planning. Actually, when I first came back to England, I, I finished my electrical trade, so I'm a qualified sparky as well, oh, but wow. uh, don't ask me to do any electrical work. I'm a bit dodgy, but I do have a licence. Mm. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, financial planning, mate, is, is, is something I'm really, really passionate about. I always wanted to get involved in that. And my idea was also always around sort of looking after rugby league players or, or athletes. Mm. Uh, but when I came home, I, I did some work in construction and, you know, construction workers have the same issues and, and so do everyday mum and dads. You know, at the end of the day, mm. you know, a lot of people don't have the time to sit down to, to do what we sort of do for people. So, uh, so I really enjoy that, you know, sitting down and taking financial stress away from people. Uh, it's, it's a really rewarding job and, and I love it. So, yeah, so really, really excited by that. So uh, things are going good and uh, very, very busy at the moment. You're so from you're from good. Gladstone, Tony. You're from Gladstone, but you're living in Rockhampton, mm-hmm. and, and NRL brought yeah. games to both of those areas, uh, semi-finals yep. as well. How did that all go down? It was fantastic, mate. I've actually just bought a place in Rocky, so I'm about 400 metres from the from the stadium, Brown Park up here, and yeah. mate, it was it was fantastic, mate. The whole place was buzzing. The, with a couple of NRL games, um, you know, it was really busy and. People were really excited, and then to get the semi-final, uh, Newcastle and Parramatta, it was it was amazing to sit there. I was, I just felt so proud to be a Central Queenslander to sit there, and the place was packed out. It was a really great game, and my son was there, who's you know 16 and a half, and he grew up 
being in NRL dressing rooms, and he's just he's he's saying to me after the game like, yeah. oh, could you like could you see we were so close to the NRL players, mm. we were so close, you know, yeah. and and these kids like they just they just like he forgets you know what yeah. he saw when he was yeah. younger, but you know these kids it was just it was really good for them, it was so exciting, it was yeah it was great how the NRL had the opportunity to do that. Uh, you know, and the people up here loved it. So yeah, it was nice that they embraced it uh, and got to you know get close to those those NRL players and watch an NRL game, like a, especially mm-hmm. a knockout semi final. It was really exciting. So uh, so yeah, no, enjoyed that. Had a few beers down and could uh, could wander home. So that was nice. Yeah, nice, nice, nice. Mate, I could talk to you all night, Toz, but we're running short <laughs> or short of time. Tony yeah. Martin from Melbourne no Storm. Um, before you go, predictions, mate. Mm-hmm. Who's who's going to play in the grand final? Oh, short. I think. Storm and South. I, yeah. I think it could be any of the four teams, but I, I think you know. I think Melbourne and South will be the two, uh, and I hope like crazy that Melbourne wins. So uh, yeah. we'll see. We'll see how close. I'm not a very good tipster, so I may have just put them off on both. Yeah. Hopefully not. That's what most people uh, are thinking, yeah. brother. That's what most people are thinking. <laughs> yeah. Mate, it's great oh, to it's talk. Been a great year, mate. Yeah, it has yeah, been. They've been. Mate. They've been superb. They really have. And uh, you're right, though. Yeah. I think any one of the four could possibly win it. Great mm. to chat to you, mate. Yeah. My love to Mel. Thanks you for joining too, us, uh, yeah. Tozer, on higher ground. And uh, hopefully, mate, we'll uh, we'll blow the top off a couple soon. As soon as COVID's gone, mate, I'll be down for a beer with you. Okay. Thanks, buddy. Take care. Sounds good. Sounds good. See you, mate.